hello why are you unbuttoning your shirt because no i'm one, sodding, no one called for that sodding warm that's why are you warm in your newly insulated babble suite yeah, a bit too insulated, if you're honest. Good, good time to get to insulate your babble suite, didn't you? Perfect, yeah, perfect. Goodness me. Right, hello, welcome to Sustainer Babble 221. We are your friendly little weekly environment podcast, ain't we all? Yes. All about people and the planet. And why? Just because the ground beneath our feet may be giving us troubles, that doesn't mean we can't have a little chuckle about it every now and then, ain't we all? We are, Dave, yes. And what are we going to be unearthing today? Well, Dave, you know when you're in your garden or your allotment or your sandpit or your big pile of horse manure and you're digging around and it's hard work, it's backbreaking work. You might say it's, it's very taxing work, Dave. Uh, that is a thing which you might be doing in soil, of course. And we're going to be talking about soil. The world needs soil. It has soil. Is it running out of soil? Is it running out of soil very quickly? Is it absolutely not running out of soil very quickly? Those sorts of things. And we're also going to be talking about a thing that happened this week, or I suppose last week when you're listening, which was a huge kind of aluminium penis went to the edge of space and came back down again. And everyone went, woohoo! Aren't you wonderful, Mr. Bezos? Oh, savior of the earth! And people like me and Dave went, pay your tax! Ah, uh, so it, it, it's a tax theme, but I've said tax. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say the word of the theme, am I? I've said tax in both. I said taxing, digging soil is taxing. I said pay your tax. And now I'm trying to say it's a tax theme. Yes. It's too hot. I can't even do the theme. It's too hot. Just before any of that nonsense, just the usual disclaimer, we do work for environmental charities, don't we all? Yes. But these are very much our own views. So, if anything that you hear makes you want to roll over a rock and ask us to crawl back beneath it, please take it up with me and all directly, but not with anyone for whom we work, yes? Yeah, absolutely. It's like that time when, you know, you say something bad about a former female partner and you're not sure if it's that bad. And so you have you, you say, oh, I need to see if um, she's okay, my ex. Check her vibes are okay. Ex, check her. Ex, check her. We are a listener-supported podcast. So if you like what you hear, you can contribute to our crowdfunder at wobblywobblywobbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Right, Jesus shitting Christ. Now look, there are lots of things to be worried about at the moment. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I found the last week particularly worrisome, news-wise, on the mm. planetary front. A uh, lot of people suffering. A lot. Uh, big love to anyone in uh, affected by the floods in Germany and the Netherlands, uh, and also in China and uh, the fires ongoing. Fallout from the fires, um, basically everywhere, particularly west coast of America and Canada. Fires in Siberia. It's all bad. It's all bad. Uh, the 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 drought and and famine in Madagascar is just unbearable. So there's lots of stuff to be worried about, but don't worry. Mm. We're going to give you something potentially really like existentially bad for not just like groups of people, but all of humanity. Yes. Um, So that I think should help. 
Yes, indeed. So do, you don't need to worry about climate change no more because we're going to run out of food long before that. Did you know, Ol, that we only have 60 harvests left before all the soil is dead? From soil. According to the UN Food and Agriculture Organization, we have 60 years of harvests left at current rates of soil loss and degradation. Yeah, this is a marginal issue. It doesn't feature in politics. It doesn't feature... Um, and lots of people, lots of people... Clever people repeat this idea, this claim, that there are only 60 of them left. There's only 60 harvests left. And, that, and the reason behind that is because the soil is getting degraded so quickly that after about 60 harvests, it will no longer be able to sustain crops, life, and therefore will go well, we'll be like one of those parrots that falls off its perch. Oh, yes, the Norwegian blue. What's wrong with it? I'll tell you what's wrong with it. It's dead. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> so, look, we're going to talk about soil. We're going to talk about this claim that there's only 60 harvests left. In fact, that claim was made seven years ago. So there's now already 53, 52, if you like, because we're in <laughs> one already. 52 Super. harvests left. We can talk about that. But before all of that, I'll go outside and get some soil because you're going to have a soil quiz. Okay. Right, have you got your soil? Yes, look. Oh, bollocks are just mashed the microphone. Right, there we go. <laughs> soily mic, soily mic, soily mic. I can confirm that Ol has some soil in a bucket. This yeah. being an incredibly dry and sweltering period, it's very dry soil. Very no, dry it's not soil. actually, because this, oh, really? okay. this is in a little little flower bed where I'm growing some sunflowers and I watered them earlier. So. Oh, um, nice. Does that mean you've killed your sunflower now? Uh, no, I think I think the slugs are doing that, but um, no, no, I was very careful where I took my soil from. Would you like a soil quiz? I was hoping you'd say that. Yes, and if you if you manage to get through this without degrading, debasing yourself, and indeed the babble by making a joke about soiling yourself, <laughs> I will both be surprised and impressed. The thought never entered my head. Oh, Good. Shut right. up and have your soil quiz. Right, soil quiz, question number one. Feel free to refer to your soil at any point for some uh, inspiration. Incidentally, uh, American listeners may call it... Dirt? Yes, which yeah. is the same thing as soil, sort of. I think sometimes refers to, like, different bits. The dirt can sometimes be the kind of, like, very top soil, and the soil can sometimes be the bottomy, soily stuff. But, yeah, Americans might... It's a playing yeah. in the dirt means soil, doesn't it? But it's a... Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Because people do say that perhaps one of the reasons we don't value the stuff as, as much as we evidently should and i'm sure we'll get onto that is because we call it dirt and dirt is a thing that you try to get rid of and is bad and ruins your pagonias and ruins your nice white t-shirt and stuff so yeah americans stop calling it dirt call it yeah. soil or call it beautiful or call it kitten or call it kylie yeah <laughs> question number one oh please feel free to refer to your bucket for inspiration what is the pedosphere Oh, blimey, didn't see that one coming. Now, <laughs> if this were brass eye, yes. um, we would be talking about a layer of the atmosphere in which all the paedophiles were kind of <laughs> floating around and a gullible MP or, or two would, would say, isn't it outrageous that there's a paedosphere and they would sign a petition against the paedosphere. But this isn't brass eye and we're not saying that. So I think the paedosphere... Is it really cool that <laughs> you made this up? P. How would you pronounce it? P e d o sphere. P 
pedosphere? Uh, I suppose you could do that. Yeah. Pedosphere. Let's say pedosphere. What is the pedosphere? The <laughs> pedosphere. I, given this is a soil quiz, and yes. I've got a feeling I'm going to get claxoned for saying this, is it the kind of layer of soil around the Earth's crust? Correct. Yes. Oh, not a trick question. Yes, it's the nameful Earth's body of soil. The origin is Greek. Uh, ped is the Greek word for kind of like fundamental. So like that's why it's off, you know, like a uh, fundamental stone is what um, pedosphere means, apparently. Well, no. oh, that's interesting. Anyway. So pedagogical, gogical, whatever. Uh, pedagogue, fundamental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clever. Right, question number two. Um, feel free to refer to your bucket of soil for, for yeah. inspiration. Do you know here. what I'm doing? I'm actually sort of, I'm using it as a bit of a stress buster. I'm just, I'm really, genuinely, really enjoying just sort you of. Put your knob in it. Sorry? If you put your knob in it. No, I haven't put my knob. You're so crude. <laughs> you don't do this on your new podcast, do you? I bet you're all erudite and serious no. and grown up. Are we going to mention my new podcast? I wasn't going to bring it up. But of if course you, you weren't. Of course you weren't. If you want to mention my <laughs> other podcast, Your Brain on Climate, now available on all good podcasts. Whose brain on climate? My brain your, on climate. Not your brain on climate. Your brain's got its knob in a pot of soil. <laughs> Go and listen to Dave's new podcast. It is genuinely very good. And Thank you, Al. Very good. Um, yes, anyway. <laughs> what are the four primary things that the pedosphere does? For right. like the earth as a whole. Okay, uh, well, it sustains plant life. Correct. It is a medium for plant growth and thus food. So yes. it gives, yes. Uh, it stores carbon. Correct. It is so, a carbon sink. And that's because, like, when all the plants grow, they, br- they draw carbon down into the soil, right? Um, it, uh, it, 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 uh, well, it must. Um, it must like regulate flooding and stuff. It must. It must store water. Yep, it is a means of water storage, supply, and purification, and helps guard against flooding. Okay, number four. Look at your. Have a have a little look in your in your. In well, your it sustains there. animals yeah. and stuff. Yeah, right. Okay. Worms and wiggly worms. As my as my as baby or number two says, wiggy wiggy worm, wiggy wiggy worm. At the bottom of the garden, and his name is Wiggly Woo. But there's a worm at the bottom of the garden. Yes, very good. Are you doing very well so far on soil quiz? Right. And so uh, picking up some of that, question number three, how much soil, in terms of quantities, give me a quantity of soil that contains more living things than there are humans on the planet? Oh, I bet this is tiny. I, I think I've heard people talk about there are more living things in a teaspoon of soil. Perfect. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Did it help that I did, without realising it, the international symbol of the teaspoon when I was... Uh, I didn't actually say it, because I've got your your little face on a tiny split-screeny thing. It's only showing me your little face. So I didn't see you doing the international sign of the teaspoon. But, oh, in that bucket, which is more than a teaspoon of soil, there are more things alive than there are humans on the planet. Yeah. Oh, look, there's a tiny little thingy in my thingy. But that's just the ones you can, you can just see that yeah. tiny thingy. But like, think of all the teeny tiny weeny little microbial whatsits in well, there. Well, I, I remember when we did that episode with Helen Browning. Go back and listen to 114. She made the point. I, I, I'm not sure if this is on air or off, but uh, we were talking about you know killing animals uh, in order to eat them or whatever. 
And she was saying, well, hang on a minute, but imagine how many billions and billions and billions of organisms we kill when we like build a house or indeed, you know, do anything that disturbs the soil, which uh, it doesn't really work like that, does it? You don't, you can't, it's not either or, but it's an interesting thought. So what you're saying is, I'm indestructible. Oh, no, no. And in, in fact, even a slight breeze could... Indestructible. Uh, and last question, very quickly, in soil quiz. Oh, um, how old is the oldest soil in the world? Well, soil does soil soil doesn't go down that deep, does it? We're talking about, about it's in the, the pedos the pedosphere. Oh, okay. I've heard people say. And this may just be people, may not be clever people. I've heard people say that it takes about a thousand years to create an inch of soil. That's correct. If you looked at why have you got... That's, that's also a question I was going to give you in Soil Quiz. Exactly that with exactly that answer. Oh. You've looked at Soil Quiz answers. No, I haven't looked at Soil Quiz. I've just... I'm interested in... <laughs> occasionally, just occasionally, we do a babble on a topic that I have a passing interest in. And do you also know the one about what percentage of the world's food is grown in topsoil, which is the bit at the top? No, I don't know that one. It's ninety-five percent. Anyway, say, it must be bloody high. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I think the rest is like fish. So what? Like, yes. How old is the oldest soil? Uh, so I reckon it's probably about a, a push sort of twenty inches of soil. So twenty thousand years. Sixty-six million years, but most of it Golly. is much, much more recent. But some soil goes back all the way back to like the dinosaurs, or just yeah, you know, then, or just after the dinosaurs, whenever they naffed off. I don't know. I think they did naff off about sixty-five million years ago. That's that's the end yeah. of the Jurassic, wasn't it? Yeah, about then. And they turned into soil. I have out my depth. Don't know that. Probably not. Well, dinosaurs don't turn into soil. Some of them would have done. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, but most of it's much more recent. Super. That was a good quiz, Dave. I enjoyed that. That's because you looked at it. I didn't look at it. I refuse to believe that you knew all the answers to Soil Quiz. I ref- I'm not going to rise to this provocation and be and hurt and offended. Is it possible that, that we have stumbled... I might actually know something. We have stumbled across your specialist subject. I like playing around in the dirt, as per that discussion with um, Viber. Yeah, so what was that about? Episode 119, Remind the Class. Well, that was when he was talking about the importance of letting kids in particular dig around in the dirt and get all of those nice microbes and get your microbiome going. Um, good for your gut, basically. And are you still in the habit of feeding baby ol and baby ol to soil? Yeah, absolutely. Um, every morning it's uh, cornflakes, Cheerios or some topsoil. And they always go for topsoil, which I can't tell you how proud that makes me. Anyway, should we talk about the fact that all the soil is dead? Yes, let's do that. It's been far too cheery until this boy. (laughs) Unlike you, Ol, I didn't know much about soil, so I did some digging. Hey, there we go. There we are. <laughs> Arms aloft and rightfully so, Dave. Very, Congratulations. Very happy. So you were quite right when you said that there is a stat. What is, like, it is a ubiquitous thing. It's been all over the place. It crops up in a new Netflix documentary. Crops up. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, hosted by that Woody Harrelson, which is called Kiss the Ground. And it's kind of like uh, Sea Spiracy was for the seas. It's about the soil. You know, good film, got good reviews, but it uh, contains the statistic that you will have heard and springs off from it that there are only 60 years of harvest left. And indeed, as mentioned, that stat is now a few years old. Michael Gove, formerly boss of soil in the government before he was boss of whatever he's the boss of now yeah, um boss of being michael gove they, that, of, yeah, for, for most recent listeners there was a very strange period where michael gove was in charge of the environment department and just said all the things that like greenpeace or friends of the earth would say uh, mm. in fact a lot more things and it was quite he seemed to be very very up for it and committed and quite radical mm. issued a lot of consultations and did absolutely naff all about it well, he said in 2017 that the UK was actually 30 to 40 years away from what he called eradication of soil fertility. Um, and if anyone should know about fertility, it's Michael. Oh, here, uh, on the advice of our lawyers, this section of the babble has been redacted. Uh, so all allusions to Michael Goh's fertility or, or otherwise um, should be disregarded. Thanks. Placing you under arrest. Don't be ridiculous. I haven't done anything. That stat, right, comes from the United Nations. It was mentioned in 2014 by the Deputy Director General of Natural Resources at the time, who said the that... U- uh, natural Resources at the UN? At the right. UN, yeah. yeah. Um, who said that uh, if current rates of degradation continue, all of the world's topsoil could be gone within 60 years. Why would that be a very bad thing? Oh, well... It would be a very bad thing for things that live in the soil because mm. they would be dead. And it would be a very bad thing for people like, I don't know, humans who eat things that grow in the soil because they would be dead. I think it would be on balance bad if that happened. It would be bad. Um, and soil is being degraded. That is a thing that is happening, right? So soil erosion is a problem caused by three main things. The use of chemicals in farming, right? What is like doing stuff to the soil. Well, yes, help. soaking the soil. countryside in pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, every other kind of side. Um, Ecocide. Well, I suppose it is kind of ecocide, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's one of those things that is sort of has a childlike simplicity, which I've banged on about before. But like, if you spend what has it been now, seventy years, best part of in the industrialized world, seventy years drenching the countryside in what is essentially poison, like <laughs> that. That that's not sustainable in every sense of the word. Like you, you can't keep doing that and expect things to just not die. So right. that seems. I don't understand why we need like reports on this. And well, <laughs> well, I well, do understand why we need reports on this, but you know what? Well, I'm saying. well, well, actually, well, I was going to say this later, but we'll say it now. I mean, there's actually there is in the scheme of things. I haven't even said the two other things yet. In the scheme of things, there are very few reports on soil, right? I think about how long we've been doing this babble for and Mm. how many reports there are about stuff. Often, pretty much the same report as a report that came out the week before about something like how to insulate homes or why climate change is bad or the death of all the ugly fish, right? You cannot move for reports. If everyone who wrote a report stood up in a line, that'd be a really long line, right, of people. Yeah. 
But soil, far less written about. It, the Environment Agency, which is the bit of the UK government that looks after the soil, has basically said, like, what's, what's this quote? What do they say here? They say, uh, we know, there is less information about soil than any other part of the environment, which, considering that without it we will all die, seems a bit remiss. Yeah, um, it is strange, isn't it? Yeah. Is something amiss? A miss? God, no. What could possibly be a miss? It's, it, I mean, it is fundamental in every possible sense. So, like, why are we not a little bit more, more preoccupied with how it is and what's going on and whether it's getting worse and how to stop it getting worse? Yeah. Why, it, it why, all, why all has it taken us 221 episodes of The Babble to talk about soil? I don't know. Especially as I, as demonstrated in Soil Quiz, I'm genuinely interested in this. Maybe, mm. Maybe I don't know why. I mean, it's not it's not charismatic megafauna, is it? It's not like tigers or it's not tigers or lions or, or other big thing, elephants, whatever. But it's you know there are plenty of things which are not charismatic and interesting that people write reports about and that frankly we babble about. Maybe it's just because it's always there. Maybe because it, it doesn't seem like the sort of thing that could possibly be like in trouble, like mm. you know animals or the ice. You know, you can see them disappearing. Soil is just there. It's just the thing you walk on and plants grow in. And like maybe it, it's it's so beyond our comprehension that this could be a thing which is like disappearing. I mean, where's it going? Oh, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Okay. We'll come to that. Well, so some of it is being uh, the, the carbon is being bleached out of it by not sure that's the right word, but like Sorry. chemical the, chemical usage in farming is what, what? what's being bleached out of it. The carbon, so it's carbon, like oh, carbon, carbon, oh, carbon, yeah, which is the stuff that like plants grow out of and yep. stuff, right? So the environment agencies say that intensive agriculture has caused soil to lose forty to sixty percent of its organic carbon. So where does that go? Like, I, I don't know, rivers and stuff, kind of atmosphere. What? I don't know. We need. I mean, when like peatlands dry out, they release carbon into the air, don't they? That's why they're, you know, it's important yeah, to keep yeah. them wet. Um, so maybe this is a thing that, like, the intensive agriculture practices has caused soil to release its carbon into the atmosphere, but also maybe into the into the water if it's been running off. I don't know. I don't know. We need we need someone who knows to tell us this, Dave. <laughs> no nonsense. We're going to keep doing it. Okay. So <laughs> there are other. We talked about chemicals. There are also deforestation is a massive cause of like soil erosion. So. Uh, as every as any fool know, Ol, when you've got loads of trees and there is some rain, uh, there is less flooding than when you don't got lots of trees and there is some rain. Because yes. water without trees come down mountain, taking loads of soil with it and flooding places. Yes? Correct. Um, and the other thing being, of course, our old friend climate change, which is leading to A, more rain problem as just discussed and b hotter therefore more crops dying therefore nothing in the soil therefore like no carbon cycling thing going on in the soil all right yeah that's not good is it that's not good Uh, in the UK, worms are nosed. So 42% of fields, according to the Environment Agency, in 2019 don't have enough worms in them. Um, yeah, I well, remember reading that uh, at the time and that had the same, not quite as bad, but the same sort of effect on me as the insects thing. Oh, yeah, you went funny with the insects thing. Because it's like, again, it's a sort of, what happens if the worms aren't doing their job? Like, worms 
do a really important job. And if the worms are gone and no one's doing that job, what happens? I mean, I know the answer to that question. I just don't want to contemplate it. Well, we put more chemicals on it. Yeah, there we go. La di da, loot di doo, whoop di woo. Um, yeah, and a couple of other, yeah. I mean, there's that couple of other things. So the more we make biofuels, which we often make out of maize with an I, more soil erosion uh, because maize maize has got quite shallow roots compared to the sort of crops you might use that land for. So more soil, so the, the soil doesn't hold together okay. very well. And did you know? All oh, this is not really related to like soil going away, but eighty percent of human shit ends up on the soil. Um, well, I, I didn't know that was the stat, but I did know that that's where most of it goes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Did I didn't. You know, where know did that. you think it went? See, I thought here's honestly what. Well, kind of honestly, what I thought is, you know, a thing that I've never really thought about is where where sixty five million people's shit goes. Yeah, I hoped it was France, but I don't think it is. <laughs> it seems like it's. It seems like. We've closed the borders to it quite a long time ago. Do you think that's what these new interconnectors are really about? <laughs> you give us some nice nuclear power, and in return... The radio is under our bed, and the loudspeaker is in our chamber. If the Germans hear a voice coming from a chamber pot, our cover will be blown. So, oh, the thing is this, right? Only 60... Maybe 30, says Michael Gove. Sometimes 100, sometimes the stat is used 100. Basically, people have said, look, if we don't stop nosing up the soil, we're buggered, right? And the problem is, brace yourself, brace. that stat, yeah. those stats in general, yeah. appear to be bollocks. Uh, okay. Um, now... Bollocks in the sense that it's actually much worse than that. Bollocks in the sense that it's actually much better than that. Bollocks in the sense that no one knows what the number is. That one. Okay. That one. Um, well, that one with a little bit of it might be worse and a bit of a chunk of hopefully it's not quite that bad. So some people at a thing called Our World in Data... Uh, which is like a kind of well, what it sounds like, sort of economicsy type, graphsy type thing. And this Web, is also this is the website, right? Our world in data. Our world in data. You could our world in data dot org slash soil dash lifespans. They looked into hey, it. Hey, on your new podcast, like, on your new podcast, you do a snazzy sound effect at that point where, like, you know, there's a thing mm, in the show notes where you can. What read this one? It. Yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes so you can go and read that. So I'm stealing things off your of your podcast. I'm not mad keen on nicking my only original idea for this show <laughs> in this podcast. You don't have to. I'll do it. Oh, fair enough. All right. Um, so anyway, they, they looked into it and they said this, this base stat, no one quite knows where this statistic, call it 60 years, but as I said, crops up in different ways. That underlying stat, nobody can find an original reference for it. The new scientists looked into it. And they couldn't work out where it came from. And our world in data had their own go at it by basically taking sort of chunks of what different bits of you know, quadrats of soil and stuff like that. Do you know what a quadrat is, Ol? Uh, it's like a metre squared, isn't it? Yeah, you remember at school you do that, didn't you? You get like a thing that's like a square kind of circle and you chuck it. It's a, it's a square. Yeah. But like a hula hoop. Imagine a hula hoop was square. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah square circle. That's what I meant. Uh, and you, and you chuck. It's hugely circular, but we'll go with it, Dave. 
And you chuck it on the ground and you, you look at what's in there. And right? you count I think things, that's the way yeah. they do it. You count yeah. things, right? So yeah. they, they looked at soil kind of all around the world and uh, lots of it, you know, and they said, look, from what we've looked at, yes, 16% of the world's soil, they say, if you sort of extrapolate that to the whole the world as a whole, 16% of the soil that they looked at is estimated, yes, to have a lifespan of less than 100 years. So it will just not be of any use for growing plants in and stuff in 100 years. One, six percent. Right? Okay. They said that half of it has actually got a lifespan greater than a thousand years. So there wasn't really much to worry about in terms of like whether or not you're going to have chips in a few years' time. Okay. Right. So put, then, put your crops in that bit is basically. Well, the no, put here. your put your crops in this bit because thirty three percent of it, i.e., a third, have got more than five thousand years left in them. They reckon, right? Look, I'm sure I'm sure things are bad. I'm sure things are very, very bad. But I am right now f***ing relieved. Language, Timothy. Before you get too relieved, oh, the, the, the main conclusion that they made, and specifically when the new scientists looked at it, made, they basically said, look, this here stat what we've got, which is that actually that all wraps up as going 90% of all the soil that's been like, it's kind of normally used in a way that soil is normally used. 90% of that is going to be around for more than 60 years. So they basically said that statistic is bollocks, right? But what they, the big caveat is, like, that's not all of the world's soil they looked at. They looked at, like, relatively none of it. They looked yeah. at, they, they, yeah. you know, they, they, it's a big sample in terms of the sample. I think it's, like, a good couple of hundred, maybe even a couple of thousand samples. But they basically said, like, uh, the boring reality, they say, soils in some part of the world are in decline, yeah, but others are not. And it's incredibly complex to make an actual prediction that, that descends into one statistic like that. Because it depends, more than anything else, it depends on how the soil is actually being used. That's well, what it depends uh, yeah, on. Yeah, I did. In, in my sort of, oh, has a simple brain moment, I've occasionally thought like, but the soil in like this garden or this park I'm walking in or these woods, like, that's not disappearing, is it? And I suppose it isn't, but that's also not where people grow crops to feed humanity so i i get that primarily what the un dude must be talking about is like agricultural land right yeah so that like yes i think so but even like this our world and data report said even like even soil that is deliberately kept with nothing growing in it i.e it's just bare so like that soil will just kind of blow away with the wind yeah right? you know yeah. even that sort of soil that only a third of it in their sample has got less than 100 years of life left in it. That's what oh. they reckon, right? Okay. So, and, and obviously, like, basically, the, the more kind of what they call conservationally managed, i.e. the more, like, green, yeah. permaculture-y, greeny, nicey, friendly, happy, singy, top nest about stuff <laughs> you do your soil, the better it is. But it's not, like, it's not phenomenally stark, right? So that was the, the basic conclusion is like that that underlying statistic is wrong. It's wrong. Like it, it may apply in some places, but it doesn't apply in generality. And a simple fact of the matter is, as discussed, we don't really know what state the soil is in for the world as a whole. And it makes no sense to try to go, there's one thing going on anyway. Yeah. It depends how you're using it. I'm kind of fascinated by this stat because I, until reading this prep... I genuinely didn't know that that was bollocks. I had I'd heard the sixty years thing re- repeated so many times by people I trust. Some people who we've had on the babble. I've heard George Monbiot, or rather read more George Monbiot 
talk about it. And the fact that it's a UN thing. George Monbiot changed his mind. George Monbiot came out and wrote a thing, um, presumably after he said the thing, saying, oh, I shouldn't have used that stat, it was wrong. Oh, interesting. I did not read mm. that. There you go. Mm. Um, but it's because it, it is very much kind of embedded in my head that this is a thing. And why am I not more sceptical <laughs> when I hear things like that? I'll tell you why. It's because it had the words, had the letters UN attached to it. And I tend to believe things that are UNE. Even though it's un. Un. <laughs> A UN truth hole. It's a UN truth. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a, but there's a world of difference. Like, the UN does all the climate change stuff. The UN does the world's single largest peer-reviewed climate science process in history. Yeah. There's another version yeah. of that coming in a few weeks, by the way. Brace yourself. Um, the UN does that. But this was less than that. This appears to have been someone who was speaking relatively off the cuff on a kind of panel, like someone at the UN. It's not the same thing. Yeah, and what it what it also doesn't do, as you've already pointed out, but what it doesn't do is change the fact that soaking the soil in chemicals, right? There being climate change, right? And uh, what was the other one? What the three Uh, deforestation, cutting things down, like is very bad for soil and is a very very bad thing to do for humanity and you know, all inhabitants of the biosphere. So, like, just, we we mustn't fall into that trap of, like, oh, this stat is bollocks. Uh, uh, so it's absolutely fine. So it's not absolutely fine. No. And and I think you, you, you've already said, but all of the people involved in this project were, like, when they were speaking to the scientists, were at pains to stress that the scientists soil were saying... Soil is not fine. Soil is not fine. Like, yeah. things are going badly. We need to stop doing things that are making things go badly. Yes, because, like... The fact that whatever percentage it was, was it 16% of soil has got a lifespan of less than 100 years when we are increasing the world's population is not good, right? No. That, that in itself is not a good thing, right? Maybe you are listening to this and you have a garden, or maybe you are listening to this and you, maybe you even have a field. Maybe you are in possession of some soil. Oh, it's got some soil. It's got some in that bucket there. Um, so crudely, the, your soil is going to be in better shape if you do the more it is a got stuff in it. So bare soil worse for soil health than stuff with crops in it, right? Yeah. And b like not farmed well, with yeah. chemicals not, and shit. Not, not just crops, but, you know, plants and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, crops, yes, sorry, yes, crops, should have said plants, yes, okay, fine. Um, and yeah, and then not farmed unbrutally, so kind of, so farmed unbrutally, right? So there are four things, according to your aforementioned world and data, our world and data, basically the four things you can do to improve the soil health are... Do less agriculture, right? Particularly intensive agriculture. So, like, the less you try and wring out using chemicals and stuff like that, um, the better, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Num- number two, when you if you've got some bare soil, um, don't do that because sometimes you know you do some you, you harvest a field and then you might leave it right for a year or yep. you might you know what's that's called uh, leaving it fallow. Fallow, right. Don't do that. Plant what's called cover crops. So things like beans and peas and lentils and stuff. I think quite a lot of farmers do that, don't they? 
Yeah, I'm sure they do. I'm not saying all farmers are bastards at all. As okay. discussed, all farmers are not bastards, right? But that is a thing, a good thing to do. Yeah. Because it prevents the soil from got it. eroding. Yeah, yeah, got, got it. it, right? got it. Um, three, um, do less tillage. What is tillage, Ol? Um, is that sort of ploughing? Did you ever cast your mind back to when you were a wee boy? Yeah. Um, I know what did you ever, you're playing now. Did you ever sit on Mater's knee and watch... <laughs> the farmer over on one of your fields uh, toiling away um, and you may have been dragging a plough behind him and when he was dragging a plough behind him what would have been behind him when he was what would he have left behind him well back in back in the kind of in the good old days before intensive agriculture well there would have been lots of insects exposed and therefore lots of birds flying down to eat the uh, rich pickings just sort of tears the earth up right ploughing tillage is going over it again basically so kind of making it less chunky so tillage is like so plowing is much more interesting plowing you get field you get to go through it and rip it up tillage you get an already ripped up field and you have to rip it up again much more boring apparently Um, so anyway don't do that because that's causing it to lose structure like every time you're doing that you're kind of breaking the soil up a bit Um, although downside of that and this is something that the authors were keen to stress is yeah but then you might need to use more herbicides all things being equal because the point of tillage is to get the weeds out that's what tillage is doing it's kind of tearing up the the weeds obviously you know why is a weed anyway Um, so you know if you're trying to grow a food crop a weed is anything else that's trying to grow in that soil right Right, so, yeah. And then uh, number four, don't farm up a hillside. So don't farm at an angle. Farm, okay. Yeah, yes. because more more gradient means that it's going to kind of blow off. Yeah. So do terraces, you know, like yep. sort of, um, if you've got a hillside, kind of having a hillside. I suppose Cambridgeshire, where you grew up, there were no hills. There were no but, hills, yeah, no, no. But, um, yeah, do that, parenting. There we Makes are. sense. There's, 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 thank you for joining us on farming today. Yeah. Um, any questions? Do you like Tina Turner, Ted? I wouldn't know about that, though. No, no. In Hoff of the Week. I call you, I need you, my heart's on fire. Right, In Hoff time. Now, look, there are In Hoffs, and then there are big In Hoffs. And an In Hoff day, for anyone who's new, is somebody who like the American senator Jim Inhofe, thinks that climate change isn't real simply because there is still snow. Uh, so we look for other people who are a bit Inhofe-ish and put them in Inhofe Corner. And this week, we have tried to put in Inhofe Corner a human being, but that human being blasted himself off to space. So Inhofe Corner is now, you know, in orbit or something. Oh, it came back down. But you know what I mean. Who is it? Not just an Inhofe hole, but multiple in, multiple Inhofs. Inhofs plural. Because a couple of weeks ago, um, a very rich man by the name of Richard Branson, who he all uh, is the man who makes the pickle. The man who makes the pickle. That's right. Yeah, he went on. A, I think to the edge of space, and a thing called Virgin Galactic. Is that right? He sort of yeah. went yeah. went up into what is technically space. Yeah, um, and amazingly, no one gave a shit about it. It was, happy, <laughs> it was the same time as the Euros. It was I the think. Euros. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I was just so pleased that, that happened because, like, he for years. I mean, people not in the UK won't necessarily have the same thing about Richard Branson, but like somehow he has managed to capture the media's attention at his whim. For like 20, 30 years, every time he's done anything, 
we all go mental about it like his hot air balloon thing which was crap and like nearly killed himself and like his rockets are crap like <laughs> some of his rockets have crashed horribly as well but whenever he does anything the entire media circus follows him and i was so pleased that this time the entire media circus was focused on the euros when he finally actually did a thing yeah it's amazing wasn't it um and so he went up there but then uh last week jeff bezos all friend of the babble Go back yes. and listen to episode, is it 216 we did Amazon? I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was recent, yeah. Yeah, 216, when we talked all about Amazon and we talked about the phenomenal wealth of Jeff Bezos. We talked about Amazon, oh, point, point of order, we talked about Amazon just before that excellent ITV uh, investigation that showed the scale of Amazon's chucking out. So all of those oh. brand new or indeed uh, returned products that it economically it is the best thing for Amazon to just throw them out. Things they don't sell, they just throw out. And these are like TVs. Well, well, I must so you have buy, seen you this. Buy, I missed this. No, no, no. It's, I was on holiday. You, so you, you buy a thing off Amazon, telly, and you go, my telly don't work. Or I don't like this telly. Or you, you don't like it, it or you and decide you send it, it was an extravagance. Back. You send it back, yeah. And rather than them wrapping it all up again and selling it to all, yeah. they chuck it in the bin. A lot of the time, yes. You mention that name in front of me, that filthy piece of toe rag. Command engine start. Two, one. Well, that adds a little spin to the fact that the boss of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, jetted off from Earth um, on a uh, a huge penis. It is jetted a huge off penis. from Earth. That's not even us being smutty. There is no, no. other way of describing his it rocket. It is a huge penis. It is a huge penis. And there's that wonderful piece in The Guardian, which is like, it may very well be the case that that is the most ergonomic design you could possibly use to get well, into space. Well, not aerodynamic. I don't think it's particularly ergonomic. Oh, sorry, um. yeah, whatever it is. That <laughs> may very well be the case. Um, no, it's not ergonomic, is it? But uh, still, have some self-awareness, Jeff. Yeah. Have some self-awareness, mate. You know what I mean? Go in a slightly less aerodynamic space rocket that Go looks in. like absolutely nothing at all. Like, yeah. that would be better. Stop that ship! Blast them! He says his flight reinforced how precious Earth's atmosphere is. That's what he said, how precious oh, it looks Oh, really? Space. Oh, did it, Jeff? Is that the same Jeff Bezos who founded Amazon, the company which last year posted, was it a 20% rise in global carbon Talk emissions? Like that, yeah. Something like that. The yeah. same Amazon that shoves all sorts of pointless crap down our throats that is and chucks it in the bin up, and chucks it in the bin that's nausing up the planet in an, any number of ways and making people sad and miserable. That that Amazon is it? Hmm. So look, let's, I mean, wherever you want to move for this, right? Like there are three things that I think, and then a fourth thing that I think more than the three things, right? So I'm going to say the three things that I think. The three things I think are these. Thing number one, pay your taxes. Like, there was, I, did tax. see, I did see a wonderful thing with like Jeff, oh, it's that poet, Brian Bilson. Brian Bilson, have you seen his stuff? And he's lovely little poem where he's basically rhymes um, something yeah. with like looking down on earth and seeing loads of people paying taxes. That's what you would have seen. <laughs> um, so that, like pay some tax and stop, spending all your money on rockets you bastards like i think that do you think that yep definitely um and i think there's been a lot written about this and i think i agree that it'll be pretty tough to swallow if you're uh, experiencing frankly shit working conditions in amazon's warehouses and you see the boss using the money that you've helped generate to just bugger off up to space for no particular reason 
So do that. Uh, spend if you love Earth so much that you're inspired to like you know wax lyrical about it. Spend more of your money on fixing it and not on trying to leave it. Yes. Yeah. That's a, another thing I think. I think that we should note for reasons that he what was his fund is ten billion quid is it the oh, ten billion dollars more than I think. That. go back and listen to episode two hundred and sixteen we talk about this at length he does give money yep. Amazon does give money I'm not saying they don't do anything at yep. all go yep. and listen to that but if you're that bothered do more yeah do more right? yep. if you can afford to go in a massive cock to space do more. <laughs> Right. And also, like, what's the carbon emissions of you naffing off to the stratosphere and beyond anyway? Like, come on. Come on, hypocrites. That's the third thing, I think. Yeah. Yes? But you know I the think... fourth thing? I th- Oh, sorry, go for it. I've got well, I think thing. we're about to say the same thing. Well, say, say, is... okay, you say your thing and I'll see if it's my thing. Okay. Don't really care. That's, the That's my thing. thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I d- it's annoying, but I don't really care. I've spent very little time thinking about it. And I think that's probably the thing that would annoy him the most. Like, all of the criticisms, he can just, you know, bat away. He'll have a line for all of them. It's his thing, like, to give a little bit of time to that. His thing is that he's trying to kind of prepare the way for going to other bits of the solar system or other bits of the universe where you can, like, get things to build stuff here on Earth, right? That's what he's claiming. He's saying this is all part of a process where we learn how to extract resources from the rest of the universe so that we don't have to re- extract resources from wow. this planet. That's what it's so all he's, about. That's Doing apparently to other what places what we've done to this one. Yeah. So his his thing is not quite the same as Elon Musk's thing. And Elon Musk's thing is like, we're all going to move to Mars. Honestly, it's going to be great. We're going to live on Mars. I think Bezos is saying we're buggered up this planet, but we do need to carry on building stuff and making stuff. So we'll get like our you know, our bricks equivalent <laughs> from planet X. Um, wow. And this, this me going up in a big penis is all part of us learning how we can do that better. So that Amazon can still sell shit on a dead planet. Is yes, that the I basic think, idea? Yes, I think that's right. Yeah. Holy flipping moly. Look, yeah. Okay. All right. I, maybe I do care about this a bit more now. I didn't know that. <laughs> like, I, I basically, what I was going to say is like, do it, do it, like, do it you like, like, leave me alone. We've got bigger things to worry about. And the order of things I care about, yeah. uh, it's like, yes, if you said to me, should these inhoffs be going in their massive shiny jets and cocking off to the edge of space? I'd go, no, probably not. But look, can we do bigger things to worry about right now? Yeah. You deal with those. Focus, people. Yeah. All right. Well, from, from this point onwards, the babble will never again talk about a billionaire. All right. They, that's oh. what they want us to do. They want Is us it? to talk about. Yes. Oh. They're absolute egomaniacs, aren't they? They're narcissists. They want people to be talking about them. And um, we're not going to do it anymore. That's no. it. No more billionaire chat. End of. Right, that is just about it for another episode of Babble. Thank you very, very much, Dave, for babbling and for successfully completing the Soil Babble without any reference to brown underpants. Well Never done. Never even occurred to me, Oliver. Well done. Thank you very much to Dickie Moore for the music that begins, ends and intertwinkles this podcast. Thank you to the legendary Arthur Stovall for our logo. Uh, what you can find on our t-shirts that you can buy from our website which is www.sustainababble.fish 
You can get in touch with us and you can tell us what you thought of the show. We are on Twitter at The Babble Wagon. We're on Facebook. Just search for Sustainababble or you can email us to hello at sustainababble.fish. And if you like what you hear, you can contribute to the running costs of this esteemed organ, as so many people do, but we need more. More people, more love, more ideas, more dosh. Wubblywubblywubbly.patreon.com slash sustainababble. Right, okay, I think that is it. I think that's us done. Very good. Uh, We'll see you next week. Until then, eat soil. I will, Lull. I will. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye! (laughs) Put it in! No! There is a small band it's of so listeners weak. who love that it's stuff. So very, Exchequer, very Exchequer. It's so weak. I'm worried about my ex. Check her. It's so terribly weak.